This is Alexia Gordon, author of the Gethsemane Brown Mysteries, published by Henry Press. I'm here at Malice Domestic 31 with V.M. Burns, author of the recently released Wed, Red, and Dead, and The Puppy Who Knew Too Much. Valerie, please introduce yourself and tell us about your books. Well, um, I was born and raised in South Bend, Indiana, and I recently moved to Chattanooga, Tennessee, because I am really tired of snow, and I don't need to see any more ever again. So I moved someplace warm and sunny, and I love living in Chattanooga with my two dogs, and I work full-time, and I have three cozy mystery series. Uh, speaking of, uh, you write three different series, the mystery book Mystery Bookshop Mysteries, the Dog Club Mysteries, and the R.J. Franklin Mysteries. What's the hardest thing about writing three different series? Oh, I think um, trying to keep my plots separate and have... I have a lot of people that I want to murder, so that's not the problem. The problem is finding the right murder for the right series. So the R.J. Franklin series takes place in my hometown of South Bend, Indiana, which I changed the name to St. Joseph, Indiana. And my Mystery Bookshop series takes place in south southwestern Michigan. And uh, my, mystery, my Dog Club series takes place now in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So trying to find what would be a good murder for that culture. Right, so a good murder for the South versus um, the Lake Michigan shoreline versus Midwestern Indiana. And plus, um, my R.J. Franklin series is a culinary cozy. So having that culture from, you know, the African-American culture is um, very prominent in that book. So I try I think that's the hardest thing for me is just trying to figure out which murder and what would be the best I guess, um, setting for it. And which of your series do you find the most difficult to write? Oh, I think probably my R.J. Franklin series because I draw from a lot of my own culture from growing up in the church, from uh, people I know, and trying to protect the innocent or keep myself from getting killed by um, people who um, might recognize themselves <laughs> in some of these characters. So I think that would be um, probably the, the biggest challenge for me. And speaking of R.J. Franklin, did you find it difficult to still keep elements of a police procedural and combine it with the culinary and then still keep it kind of under the cozy umbrella? Well, I think that um, the hardest part for me with that is because I don't know a lot about the police. So my love is with the cozy. So I think maybe my police procedural may be slightly more cozy than it is police procedural as far as accuracy. But I think having his grandmother or godmother, excuse me, um, Mama B., helping him with the crimes actually helps me to balance it. So she can tell him things and then he can go out and he has the authority to question people. Whereas I don't have to really adhere to the law. Does he always listen to mama B? Cause you better listen to your mama. He always listens to mama B because mama knows best. <laughs> <laughs> 
And which of your series would you say is the most fun to write? I think my most fun is my Mystery Bookshop series. And that's because I have a cast of characters that are elderly. So a lot of seniors, um, my protagonist, grandmother, Nana Joe, and they can be as free and honorary as they want to because they've lived long enough and earned the privilege of doing it. So I can just do whatever I want with them. They like to go out to the casino. They like to party. They don't have the restrictions that a lot of people have when you're younger of caring what anybody else thinks. They just want to do whatever they want to do and with no rules, restrictions, or anything. So they're the most fun. Uh, as you mentioned, you're from Indiana. Uh, you went to school at Northwestern in Evanston, Illinois. I did. Which is near Lake Michigan. Uh, you said you live in Tennessee. So what is it about these places that led you to set your set a series in each one of them? I think that each place has a lot of unique details that are um, they just sort of scream that you really want to I don't want to say like immortalize them but yeah immortalize them there are so many things from having gone to school in Evanston Illinois and being familiar with that area um, north of Chicago that I think about the just the Lake Michigan shoreline and going to you know and what it's like in the winter when it's the breeze comes off of Lake Michigan and you're freezing and it's just there's a whole lot of things that are just cultural and I I find when I move to a different area that people don't know that they don't understand that so people in the south don't have a clue what a roof rake is because they don't have enough snow to need to rake it off of their roof and people in Indiana Indiana is very flat so you have a lot of cornfields and wheat fields and it is very unique in that sense, and people in Tennessee don't understand that, and people in Indiana don't understand what it's like to live on in a mountain area where I had no idea I was afraid of heights and driving up, you know, a mountain until I moved to ta to Tennessee. And so, you know, in Indiana, we used to make fun of the fact that in Ch Chattanooga, they'll shut down when it snows. They get a dusting and they shut down because nobody can drive in it. But when you have to drive up a mountain in a dusting of snow, it's a whole different thing than in Indiana where we're used to getting three and four and five feet of snow and dealing with sub-zero temperatures. So each one has some unique features that I really love and I wanted to incorporate that. Did you apologize to Tennessee for laughing at them? <laughs> I do every time. I still laugh at them, and, but I do apologize, and I understand why they do it now. But I appreciate the fact that they don't drive in it because they can't drive in the snow at all. They are horrible at it. So I appreciate the fact, and now I love the fact that you know, they'll shut down until it, snow goes away. <laughs> so uh, we're at Malice Domestic, which celebrates the traditional and cozy mysteries. So your series are cozies. What drew you to that subgenre of crime writing? When I was young and I read my first Agatha Christie, I read 
the murder of Roger Ackroyd, and I, it blew my mind. And so then I remember reading, and then there were none. And I realized that Agatha Christie is brilliant, and I could not get enough of Cozy Mysteries from that point forward. I was sold. So I'm a big fan of Agatha Christie. I love the fact that a cozy mystery is not about the blood, the guts, and the gore of a, of a mystery or a murder because I'm a bit of a wimp. I'm a coward. And so it's about the clues. It's about the puzzle. It's about somebody stumbles over a body and putting the pieces together for the puzzle to figure out who done it. And that intrigues me, and I love puzzles, and I love figuring out, you know, just the the clues and trying to pit my wits up against the the writer and figuring out, am, am I right? And when you get to the end and you read the big reveal and you're like, yes, I got it, or darn, I didn't see that coming. And then you go back and you try and remember when they tell you all those clues and you're like, oh, I did not see that. I saw that. Now, I also grew up reading Agatha Christie, uh, Josephine Tay, uh, Niall Marsh. But one thing that I eventually came to realize is that there weren't a whole lot of people of color in the cozy mystery world. Sure. Um, they, they tended to be more into the grittier, urban mm -hmm. type of mysteries, which I, don't know, I grew up in the suburbs, so that's not a world I'm used to. Right. Is that something that you had in mind when you were creating your cozy series? So, you know, they always tell you when you start to write, write what you know. And I remember thinking about that, write what I know. I don't know anything about police. I don't know anything about murder. I grew up in the suburbs of South Bend, Indiana, so I didn't know a whole lot. It's not like I grew up in, in the middle of, you know, a big battlefield of some kind. So I thought, well, what is it that I know? What I know is what it's like to grow up in a small town. What I know is what it's like to grow up in the church. What I know is what it's like to grow up singing in the choir. And so I decided to take those elements and put them together and try and build a mystery around them. Oh, so you were telling me about... Uh, uh writing about what you know when you were writing your cozies and uh, uh yeah so um growing up in the church and that's what gave me the idea for my rj franklin series so it takes it takes place in my hometown south bend i changed the name and the church you know there were just the the experiences and it includes soul food recipes in the back and it and mama b who is rj franklin's godmother in the series was based on my godmother so mrs ella bethany and she was a wonderful woman and i try to honor her in that series where i remember going over her house in the summertime and sitting on her front porch she lived on an alley across from a recreation center and we would go over in the summer and we'd sit on our porch and we'd drink tea and we'd watch these basketball games that would take place across the alley at this center. And nobody, I mean, she lived in the middle of the hood and nobody bothered her. She didn't lock her door. Everybody knew her. And to this day, even though she's, you know, 
past. I can't drive down that street without looking over to the side because if we drove down, you'd blow the horn and you'd wave. And you never knew who was going to be sitting on her porch. His people that you wouldn't expect, you know, people who were doctors and lawyers and police officers and, you know, hoodlums, you know, I mean, gangsters would be sitting on her porch and they just, she had that presence and she was that mother figure. And so I remember her saying, you know, we're like, well, why aren't you locking your doors? And she's like, baby, I ain't got nothing to steal. And so nobody bothered her. And it was just a, a beautiful thing that I remember so well. And it warms my heart. And I, I wanted to add that in, in the mystery. So when I first started writing Cozy Mysteries, I decided to write what I knew. And so I set my story in that environment with my godmother and but I also wanted to be realistic I love cozies but sometimes even to me a hardcore cozy lover I struggle with why is this amateur sleuth going out endangering their life asking potential murderers and you know, questions. And why are these people responding? Because I don't think I would. You know, they don't have any authority. Why am I telling them stuff? I would lie, uh, just to be honest. But, you know, I needed somebody, I wanted somebody who had the authority to ask the questions. But I also wanted that amateur sleuth, you know, freedom, where you're not restricted by the law. And so people, you know, would tell my godmother, anything. She loved, I mean, people told her everything. If you wanted to know what was going on in the city, you went and sat on her porch and she'd tell you because everybody talked to her. So I thought if I could combine those two things, if I could find, you know, and people I don't think are volunteering information to the police, unless you're getting a reward, you know, they will tell, they will answer the questions, but they're not telling you all that background detail. But if they tell it to Mama B, if she gets that gossip, she can feed that to RJ. And he can use his authority as a policeman to go out and, and get the bad guys. That's brilliant, actually. And it <laughs> avoids that infamous, well, why don't you just call 911 questions? <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of Malice, are you enjoying Malice? I am loving Malice. This has been a fabulous conference, especially this year. It's been a lot of surprises and just a fantastic experience. So what would you say to someone who's wondering whether or not they should sign up for Malice 32? Absolutely sign up. If you like Cozy Mysteries, if you like mysteries, then definitely I recommend Malice. It's a wonderful place where you get that community feel. Writing, if you're a writer especially, writing can seem very lonely because you're at home with your laptop or, you know, your computer and you're just writing your story. But here you get that community and you get feedback from other writers and readers and you feel like this is bigger than just, you know, one person sitting in Chattanooga, Tennessee, writing a book. You see so many people who are very supportive and encouraging. And so I do recommend it. And it's a great um, experience for mystery lovers because you get to interact with writers. And chances are, if you haven't, if your favorite writer is not here, then you're going to meet somebody who will become your favorite writer if you give them a chance. And the panels are great. 
And so I really love coming. Well, thank you for taking the time to speak to me. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add? No, um, just if people have any interest in uh, finding out more about my series, I hope they'll check out my website at vmburns.com. And there'll be links to my other social media sites. But that's where you can kind of keep track of my series and when they're coming out and anything else. And shoot me a, a comment. And I have been, I will respond to any comments. And if you got a good recipe, send it to me. And where can people who, of course, are going to run out and buy all of your books, where can they do that? So my... Um, Mystery Bookshop series is available anywhere that books are sold. So they're in stores and they're also online, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, um, Indie, Bound. All of the bookstores have them and they're available on Amazon and um, Nook and iTunes and iBook and, you know, all of those sources. My um, Dog Club series is available online you can um it is print on demand so you can order a book but it's not going to be on the shelf but you can get a paperback or you can get the ebook and that series is also available in audio so if you're into audiobooks you can get that and then my rj franklin series is the same way so it's available in um, ebook and paperback and you can order that online amazon barnes and noble and there are links on my website well again thank you very much for taking the time to talk to me um thank congratulations you congratulations on managing me. three series i'm so impressed <laughs> And this has been Alexia Gordon with VM Burns on the Cozy Corner. Thank you very much.